Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the latest episode of ScreenSpeak. It's the podcast that's all about movies, life, and so much more. I'm Jordan Anderson, creator and host of ScreenSpeak, and as always, I'm thrilled to have each and every one of you come by and give this a listen. Joining me in this episode is a true cinephile and advocate of the arts, it's Andrew Sherburn. Andrew is the executive director and co-founder of FilmScene, a nonprofit cinema that's been a staple in the cultural scene of Iowa City since 2013. He's also a driving force behind the film scene supported second annual Refocus Film Festival, which I'm happy to say is returning to the Iowa City area starting October 12th, going all the way through the 15th. During this episode, I talk with Andrew, of course, about all things Refocus and film scene, including our thoughts about the theatrical experience, the art of adaptation, and the relation that that has with this festival, what makes this film fest stand apart from the others that are out there, and a lot more. We even get into Film Scene's mission and what that brings to the Iowa City community and beyond. So I really think whether you're a film buff listening to this, someone that attends film festivals often, or you're simply curious about movies and looking at them in different ways, this episode is sure to have something in it for you. Now while you're listening to the episode or after you finish listening, be sure to check out the description of this episode. It contains all the information that you need to know about this festival, including the film programming for it, fest passes, Andrew himself, and of course, film scene. I purposely go out of my way to ensure that my episode descriptions are not just containing filler stuff, but content that you can actually use to get connected to what's going on within the local entertainment scene and beyond. Seriously, check out the description and visit the links that are in it. It, of course, helps bring awareness to the folks that I have on and what they have going on in life, but even more broadly than that, it raises awareness of the great, exciting, and wonderful art that is out there in the world. Lastly, if you would be so kind, please do hit that follow button on whatever it is that you're listening to this on. Help ScreenSpeak continue to grow and get into the ears of even more listeners that are out there. And after you hit the follow button... Take part in the ScreenSpeak community over on social media, be it Instagram and Facebook, or feel free to send me an email anytime with your thoughts, suggestions for episodes, or maybe even some questions that you have. Happy, as always, to engage with each and every one of you. And speaking of asking me questions or reaching out, I got a question for all of you. If you're paying attention to this, this is episode 95 of ScreenSpeak, which means that episode 100 is just around the corner. So my question for all of you is this, what would you like to see in a hundredth episode special of ScreenSpeak? Would you want to see me do something live, perhaps like an Instagram live or a live episode, special guests have on, do some giveaways, maybe a combination of all that? What do you want to see? Let me know because really on this one, the hundredth episode, which it's crazy that I'm even saying that, I want to roll out the red carpet for you on that one and do something really special for you all. And the reason for that is because just going back to the core of what this thing is all about, ScreenSpeak is and always will be for me, everybody, a labor of love towards the entertainment industry and the world of movies as a whole. And I truly would not have made it this far in the podcast and been able to do all this stuff without the support of you being my listeners here. I really cannot overstate that enough or say it enough because it's the truth. It really is. So if you've been here since the beginning of this, I... Again, I cannot thank you enough. I'm I'm so thrilled to have you listen to the podcast, and I'm so glad that you keep coming back for more episodes. Every time you see that notification, you come back and hit play. That means the world to me. 
If this is your first time listening to the podcast, well, guess what? Even better. Awesome, in fact, because you picked a great first episode to show up on because this film festival is exciting. It's got some neat stuff that I've never seen from any other film festival that I know about. And in general, just for my podcast, I hope that you stick around and come back for more episodes here. So all that being said, let me know what you're thinking either by messaging me on email or social. It really does not matter to me on this. You message, I respond. It's that simple. All right, without any further ado, let's just get into this conversation I have with Andrew Sherburn and learn everything that we need to know about the second annual Refocus Film Festival. Do you go by Andy or Andrew? I go by Andrew. Okay, I was not sure. I was like, eh, Andy seems like a little like I would have to know him kind of well enough to like, <laughs> throw that out there. So I don't think so. Well, uh, it's interesting because my the my co-founder at Film Scene is Andy Brody. So it was an Andy and an Andrew. That would Thankfully, be confusing. We already went by Andy and Andrew, <laughs> so we didn't have to, you know, you know, paper rock scissors or whatever to figure out who. That makes sense. Had to go by a nickname. So, what is your name? Where are you from? I mean, you just kind of give me the, sure. the story of Andrew. Yeah, uh, my name is Andrew Sherburn. I am the co-founder and executive director here at Film Scene. I am originally from Minnesota. I'm from St. Paul, Minnesota. I uh, grew up in the Twin Cities and um, moved to Iowa in the late 90s, 1997, to go to Grinnell College. So um, that's what brought me to Iowa. And then, um, you know, Moved back to Minnesota for a bit uh, and lived in the uptown neighborhood of Minneapolis. And in uptown, there were, you know, one of the things that I loved about living there was it was a very culturally rich area, but especially uh, it was easy to see movies because there was a six screen landmark cinema there and uh, the kind of historic uptown movie palace uh, mm -hmm. that, you know, was like one of those massive, you know, 900 seat auditoriums. And both of those being just a few blocks from my house, it was easy to go to the movies whenever I want. Like on a whim, uh, you could check the show times or you could just show up at the door and see what was playing. And so it was really easy and, and movie going became just a habit, something that I do once or twice a week. And um, I think that really was the foundation of kind of my love for not just um, the movies, but going to the movies. Now, when you go to the movies, you say once or twice a week, you know, do you always have to do it with a group? Do you mind going solo? I don't mind going solo. I love uh, seeing movies by myself. Um, but I, you know, I usually would grab somebody and say, yeah. you know, it's, I think what's great about going to the movies is it, it can kind of be like a casual open-ended, like, hey, I'm going to go see this, this film tonight. Who mm -hmm. wants to come along with me? And maybe five people raise their hand. Maybe nobody does. And either way, it's fine. Yeah. You go watch the movie and, and have a good time regardless. And what do you do for film scene? So I'm currently, well, I'm the executive director here at Film Scene. I've been involved, of course, since the beginning as a co-founder. Right. Um, you know, I think I've done a little bit of everything here. Um, I know the recipe for the popcorn. Uh, <laughs> I'm happy to sweep up floors, uh, do whatever it takes um, to keep the place humming. But uh, most of the time, uh, as executive director, that just means that I'm working with the rest of the team to make sure that everybody is supported in the jobs that they do uh, right. and that we're all working towards the same goals. Now, if you had to explain like what film scene is to somebody that has never heard of it or doesn't know what it is, like how do you, you know, what's the elevator pitch for film scene? 
So Film Scene is Iowa City's nonprofit cinema, and that might still leave some people feeling a bit puzzled, like what is a nonprofit cinema? And we've been trying to educate people for about 10 years on what that is, but we're still pretty unique in Iowa. There's not, mm -hmm. uh, we were the first year round nonprofit cinema, and now there are a few more. Um, but that just really means that, uh, you know, we uh, pick films based on um, what we believe are either the artistic quality of the film or the ability of those films to create conversations in our community or connect people um, here in Iowa City. Uh, so a lot of the, the you know, decisions that we make and the way that we program our screen is less motivated by the overall box office numbers and more motivated by do we think that this is a movie that will bring people together that can make change um, that is worthy of these screens. You know, when you think about movies making change, I just like can't help but remark on that because uh, sometimes when I talk to people about movies, uh, it's easy to just be like, oh, well, they entertain you. They entertain. I hear the entertain word quite a bit. Mm -hmm. uh, but I also definitely think there is an educational aspect to movies. And as you said, there's also a, a way that they can actually kind of break through um, different levels of the populace and forms that other media doesn't really have the capability of doing. And it, get, it does get people to talk about things that... Maybe not, you know, I don't always say like super serious, but, you know, certainly socially relevant issues that I don't yet to see any other art form really capture. Right. I mean, I, films are such an incredible vehicle um, for for empathy, for understanding the world that we live in. Yeah. Um, and so I think they can be used, you know, they can be used for entertainment. I mean, our mission says that we showcase films that um, that challenge, inspire, educate and and, and, and and entertain. Sorry, let me say that one more time. Can I say that one more time? <laughs> yeah, you can do say it. Yeah. Do do-overs here? Okay. Yeah, whatever you want. Yeah, you're good. <laughs> so, so our mission says that we play films that challenge, inspire, educate, and entertain. So mm -hmm. we love to entertain. I mean, that's a big part of it. Movies should be fun. Um, but we can also cry together um, as well as laugh together. Yeah. Um, and we can also be moved and understand our world more deeply together. And so that's what we want to do through a communal experience here. Do you think the location of just Iowa City being so near, of course, to the universe? University of Iowa. I mean, is that play like a central factor into film scenes, just overall focus and just the audience that it plays to? Yeah, I think this is an incredibly unique community. Um, it's an incredibly curious community. Um, people here are just want to be engaged, I think, in in all ways, um, whether it's a football game or, a, a, you know, a challenging film. Yeah. Um, so I think being here in this, this curious community um, really benefits us. It's also just you know, a pretty dense community. We're pretty easy to get to no matter where you live in Iowa city. Sure. Um, and of course, you know, any college town, um, people are just active and they want to be out and about. Um, so I think all those things play into our favor. And then we have this incredible location here that, um, this location is pretty nice. I mean, I'm not just saying you. that like I've been here, I've been here a couple of times, but like, seriously, if you've never been here, you should probably come here. It's a really very unique theater, but it's also really state of the art too, in a lot of ways. Yeah, I mean, that was a huge part of it is so when we were founded, part of our, you know, original mission was we wanted to bring movie magic back downtown uh, Iowa City because there were no full time movie theaters operating then. Mm -hmm. But also we wanted to build a purpose built cinema. So something that really showcase if we're going to showcase film as an art form, yeah. we feel like the place that we do that should represent, um, you know, should should be up to the you know equal um in in terms of its artistic quality so making sure that this is like a showcase architectural landmark 
was also important. And so we're incredibly fortunate that th this building is beautiful. Um, we invested heavily in the presentation aspect of it. So we have got, you know, big, bright, powerful projectors. We've got incredible sound, um, which is often overlooked. I think people don't realize how important <laughs> sound is. They think of like it's big picture, important. big screen, but, yeah. um, yeah. you know, you can get a pretty good, you know, picture at home nowadays. Um, not 25, 28 feet, which yeah. is what we've got here, but you know, you can get a nice picture, but the sound, especially at modern TVs has gotten so bad. Um, so, you know, that full, full body experience that comes from yes. sitting in a, in a theater that has really good sound. That's I think even more critical than that, that bright picture. Anyway, we invested regardless of, of, of which of those things moves you more. Um, yeah, we invested heavily in, in the presentation. So I think what you get is you get, uh, film presented at its yeah. very best and you get to enjoy it in a space that I think reflects the value that we place on art. It's really nice to actually hear the just kind of directness that you talk about when it comes to the the value that you provide to the actual experience itself. Because I, I find so often now, like with uh, all the different streaming choices and everything that's out there, um, it's it's sometimes harder to convince the average moviegoer to just, you know, pony up the dough basically to go out because ticket prices, you got kids, you got all these things. Mm -hmm. But to your point... You know, you're purposely investing into the sound, into the seats, to the, the actual building itself, to the community around it, to the experiences that are available there. And none of that is available on the couch. Right. You know, so I think it's it's important that you guys do kind of go that extra step to be like, yeah, we're not just like a place to sit and watch a movie. We're going to give you a lot more than that. Right. I mean, I think we live in an era now when, you know, we have access at our fingertips, uh, in fact, you know, literally on our, our phones yeah. um, to libraries of, of movie or content, as we like to call it these days, um, far beyond anything uh, that you could have imagined 10, 20 years ago. So there's no shortage. Um, you can watch a hundred years worth of films yeah, uh, and, and on your iPhone and there's still hundred. more, right. There's still more to see and, and never mind television. But so it's not, it's not really about that. Um, it's about the shared experience. Uh, it's about seeing uh, film presented uh, the way that a director wanted you to see it, which is on a big screen where, you know, you might see details that you'll never see at home. Um, and I think there's just, there's just something special too. I think it's also, um, I think a reflection of a willingness to kind of like give yourself over to the artist. Um, you walk into that room, the lights go down, you turn off your phone, yeah. you, you're, you're making a, uh, you know, purposeful action that you're taking purposeful action. I, I don't want to be distracted. I want to go along with this. I want to be invested in this and I want to be, be taken away yeah. um, by this film. And, and I think, you know, we all know what it's like to watch movies at home. Uh, you know, you, 15 minutes in and you're wondering, ah, oh, maybe I should, uh, you know, start the dishwasher or whatever. <laughs> you know, my favorite movies that I go and see are the ones where after I leave it, I'm like, what planet am I on? Mm -hmm. Or like, you feel like a different person where like you call someone and you're just like, Hey, like, did you see this? Like, Oh my God. Like you just have like one of those out of body experiences and I could come up with a big list for that. But you guys got a festival. Yeah. You got a festival, a second annual festival. So still certainly young in terms of film festivals, it's refocus. Yeah. So, got to kind of dive into this stuff, but what 
first off, what does Refocus like mean? Like, what what's the name? Yeah, so Re- Refocus Film Festival. Well, the name itself actually is borrowed or um, kind of re repurposed, uh, adapted from uh, an earlier festival that existed here in the 1960s and 70s. So, uh, Refocus Film Festival was a festival of uh, film and photography that existed on the University of Iowa campus in the 60s and 70s, and it was actually that was the era when um, American film festivals were really coming into their own. And so it was, uh, you know, it was kind of at the forefront. It was pretty um, forward thinking at the time. Uh, Robert Redford came here to go to Refocus Film Festival before there was a Sundance Film Festival. So interesting, um, yeah. Uh, you know, Roger Ebert, Robert Altman. I mean, like you know, some pretty um, famous directors and. Um, film people were here mm-hmm. uh that festival didn't last um but we love the name first of all but we also uh our festival uh we say is an, uh, a festival that is a celebration of the art of adaptation that was uh, my second question yeah. is why the focus on the adaptive works right so i mean even the original refocus was kind of looking at both film and photography we're looking more at film and and literature because we're a city of literature um iowa city is world-renowned this is a unesco city of literature um known as in many ways as kind of the you know a, a cradle of, of of literature in the united states um the writer's workshop and so many other writing programs that have existed here the people who have been here in this community that have contributed um to you know uh, the american literary form over many many years we've just got that rich rich history um and obviously uh literature and screenwriting play an incredible role uh in any uh, story that we end up seeing on the big screen. And so we wanted to devote a festival um, to that relationship. Um, now, it's also, we talk about film adaptation from book to screen, from page to screen. Sure. But really, we're open to any sort of adaptation. We have films that are maybe based on a podcast, based on a graphic novel, um, based on a piece of music, based on a stage play, based on myth. I think I even saw, because I was looking over the programming for it, and, and you can totally correct me if I'm wrong, but I think one of the movies I even saw was was you guys are doing like a an, an artist remix version of Black Panther. So that was, or, or maybe we, I'm misunderstanding. But that. We, we did we did that last year. Um, so okay. yes, last year. So our first uh, our inaugural Refocus Film Festival was okay. last year. Apologies. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's all right. Um, but yeah, that's a, that's kind of flipping adaptation on its head, right? Where we took something that was a piece of cinema and yeah. then we added some additional performance aspect in front of the screen. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I shouldn't say we did it. Um, we worked with an artist, Tracy Morris, who happens to be here in Iowa City again because we are this rich cultural community and that's why she um, calls this place home um, so Tracy had you know created this this work um, that spoke um, in conversation uh, between the film and kind of a rich um, history of um, you know uh, black storytelling. And so that was the, that's, that piece was kind of a one of a kind. I don't know if it's ever been performed again. Um, well, it definitely so, caught my attention. And when I read it, I almost had to do a double take. Cause I was yeah. just like, really? They, like, really? Someone is doing this. Like that, that's wild. Yeah. It was, it was, quite an experience uh, for everybody who was able to be here. And, and that was the closing event last year. 
Well, speaking to last year, so what was inaugural year for it like? I mean, because I imagine just, you know, the, the first of anything, I don't know how you can kind of measure an expectation for it. Sure. I mean, the first, the most important thing uh, that we kept saying here uh, in the office uh, with our first year is that we just want to do everything well. Um, hopefully people show up, hopefully everything goes off, uh, without a hitch. Um, and we just want to, we just want to get through it and establish, um, what we do and do it well. Uh, and we did that. I think I'm incredibly proud of the team here for that first festival. Um, and we had great audiences and great films. So uh, I think really, uh, we couldn't have asked for a better first year. Um, the festival, you know, we really, because we have a pretty strong connection with the film industry and because Iowa city has a strong connection to the film industry, uh, we really wanted to the festival to be that sort of conduit, um, with, uh, people outside the state. Um, because most of what we do, we do for our direct community. Um, the things that we program every week, our community collaborations, our new release films, that's for the audience that, that lives here in Iowa City primarily and in the surrounding areas. But a festival, a festival is really your chance um, to have, to be in a broader conversation. And so we, that's another reason that we chose that framing for the festival, the art of adaptation, because there really isn't another festival that is devoted to that. Um, so that's just us kind of claiming our place um, within the film ecosystem and saying, hey, this is what we do here. Um, and this is the right place for this film festival. How do you go about selecting films for the festival itself? So our film program, at, at the moment at least, um, is, is entirely curated. Um, so we have a programming team, a two-person programming team, and their job uh, year-round is to program our screens. We show uh, somewhere between 450 and 500 films uh, throughout the year, which is really a staggering number. That means there's at least one new film on our screens almost every day of the year yeah, uh, or more, <laughs> more than. Um, so it's, it's an incredible volume of films that we're showing. Um, so it takes a, you know, it takes a pretty dedicated team to do that. Uh, and then within that, they're also scouting for films that fit into this festival uh, framework that we have, the art of adaptation. So uh, actually my colleague, um, I guess uh, by the time anyone listens to this, uh, will have just returned from the Toronto International Film Festival, which is one of the major showcases sure. yeah. um, of, of cinema here in North America. Uh, it's where a lot of Oscar campaigns are launched and a lot of those big films that we see in the winter every year start in Toronto. So, right. um, so, you know, Ben goes out to Toronto, uh, so that he can, he can see those films, see them early, figure out how they fit into our schedule, um, make connections with the people, uh, who have created those teams, the people who are distributing those yeah. films, um, to make sure that, uh, that we're just, we're out there, we're in that conversation. Um, and that people know that that this happens in Iowa, that uh, that we have this incredible place. You know, just that distribution angle alone, I, I, if I had more time with you, I could sit and just talk with you about that at great length, because I think that's fascinating. Apart from just attending those, you know, more landmark festivals that have the recognition on it, I imagine it's just got to be a fascinating process of, you know, I'm not going to say that convincing, but just actually getting the film rights and getting them to be able to play here and, you know, marketing them to the general public to have them understand, like, what makes this one special and everything like that. But yeah. For another time. <laughs> um, I do got to ask about just, of course, the, you know, features of this festival, some of the highlights, yeah. you know, from doing my own research and whatnot. 
Um, I saw, of course, you guys, looks like you're doing Q&As. You have um, some interesting, I don't, maybe, maybe workshops is like the right way to look at it, but you have like some like almost breakout room sessions, it yeah. looks like, that are kind of stacked between some of the stuff. And I know um, one of the ones that stood out to me, I got I got the list right here, <laughs> uh, was there was this whiskey tango film scene. Yeah. Could you yeah. explain that one a little bit? Sure. So, uh, you know, this is a film festival, right? And yeah. so part of uh, any festival is being festive. Um, yes. So you gotta have uh, you gotta have fun things. So um, the festival itself is four days. Uh, we open on a Thursday uh, with a showcase opening night film, and that film um, a ticket to that film also gets you into the after party. So um, we open up at the Engler Theater, which is just down the road. We yep. we bring a big powerful pro- projector over there so that we can um, you know put on a great show in that big beautiful oh, it's a great historic theater. theater. Um, and then everybody's welcome to walk over to film scene, and we have a big party here. Um, for awesome. 400, 500 people. Um, and that's included in the ticket price. So, so that's part of it. Um, you asked about whiskey tango film scene. Yes. So on Friday night, you know, Friday night, we'll have a whole bunch of films playing then. Um, and towards the end of the night, nine o'clock, um, we gather for what we call whiskey tango film scene or W2TF. And <laughs> what that is, is really, realize that. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's, um, you know, our visiting guests, our filmmakers, our authors. Um, I saw there's a lot of authors. Yeah. Right. Yes. Yeah, so we expect both filmmakers and authors to be here for the festival. Um, and so that that's their chance to share some stories about how their projects got made and the battles that they had to fight um, along the way um, to get to get their projects um, out into the world. And so that's just a fun um you know, storytelling hour. Um, and, and we do have, um, you know, free whiskey samples, uh, for, for folks who come to that, that as certainly well. Helps. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then that's followed by, we've got an after party just down the block, um, which we call unfocus, which is just a chance to unwind. And then there's a couple other, um, I guess I would call them conversations. So mm-hmm. we have, um, in the mornings we have coffee conversations yep, to start, start the day, mm-hmm. um, which are just a chance to like, you know, again, hear from our visiting artists, um, before you get into the films for the day. And we'll have a couple of conversations, um, just about, you know, uh, how they do their work. Um, or probably this year we'll, we might have a conversation about kind of labor issues and kind of the film industry right now. Why we're talking about labor issues <laughs> yeah, right <yeah>. now. <laughs> it's, it's crazy right now. Uh, yeah. So, um, yeah, it's just, you know, again, chances, I think that's another great thing about film festivals is they are a chance for you to actually engage with visiting artists. Um, that and, was something that stood out to me. Cause you know, you mentioned, you mentioned the authors, of course, the mm-hmm, filmmakers, but mm-hmm. then I also saw too, you guys have, uh, you know, open calls out likely I'm sure t- uh, things lined up for just different types of artists, whether it be like people that paint and, you know, people that perform or do like, um, you know, music and things like that. Yeah. So one of the things that we like to do again, to keep it kind of festive and keep it vibrant throughout the weekend is that we have, um, art presented before uh, every film. And so again, that's kind of like just celebrating those connections that, that cinema has with so many different art forms. And so really um, the two primary things are we have live music in front of uh, most of our like bigger shows. Um, And then we also have uh, visual art that we put on screen um, before some of the shows in our smaller screens. I got to ask as far as the, just kind of going back to the lineup here quick, you know, I, I feel like film scene does a, a pretty commendable job of balancing, you know, mainstream titles. You know, you got like Barbie and, you know, the people, sure, things yeah. that people are hearing about. But for the festival, I'm curious, 
how you kind of strike that balance between you know the entertainment films the ones that are going to challenge you make you think the ones that will you know maybe talk about a political issue or a social issue like how do you kind of blend that all together yeah that's that's a good great question um so we have uh we'll have a little over 20 films here this year um new films um primarily but also some restorations we like to showcase some kind of restored films uh so those will those will run the gamut um from things that are probably gonna you know we've got uh we'll be playing eileen this year which is uh you know stars Anne hathaway so we've got like some star power there um and then uh you know we've got some some smaller films that you may never catch anywhere else um uh, because i think a huge part of what any film festival does uh in my mind is it it's uh, a, a possibility is the possibility of discovery, right? Going to a film festival is, is kind of, hopefully you are surprised. You surprise yourself, pick something that you really want to see, but then just walk into something that you would never otherwise go to. Because I think that's really, you know, I think once you kind of, again, give yourself into the mindset of going to the film festival and, and, and being open to new experiences and maybe films, uh, or, you know, genres that you normally wouldn't engage with, it's just a chance to, to be moved. Like you said, to, to wind up on another planet, um, and, you know, wonder how you got there. Um, but yeah, so, you know, I mentioned Eileen, that's got some big star power. Um, you know, we've got some other festival hits um, from the Cannes Film Festival earlier in the year. Four Daughters is another big one um, that I think will be in some conversations, um, you know, Oscar conversations later this year mm-hmm. about Dry Grasses was a big hit there as well, uh, prize winner. Um but then we've got some some small films. Uh, this much we know is a film that is adapted actually by uh, uh, from a, an essay, a uh, book uh, from uh, an author who lives here in Iowa City, John Degada. Oh, cool. um, so that's kind of an interesting one. Um, we've got uh, you know a number of smaller films that again you might not otherwise see. Uh, the Taste of Things, Music, Egoist. Um, these are films um, from around the globe. Uh, it's really a pretty international selection. Uh, there are probably uh, almost half of the films come from outside of the U.S. Um, or might be co-production. So it's really a chance um, for you to see some pretty eclectic fare. Um, but if you want to, if you want to play it safe, there's always some, some nice friendly ones. I should mention to our, our opening night film, uh, robot dreams is, uh, is a film that, uh, is, uh, based on a graphic novel, um, by Sarah Varon, who uh, lives in Chicago and she'll be here, uh, on oh, opening awesome. night, awesome. um, to talk about that apt- adaptation afterwards. But, you know, it's a film that premiered at Cannes. It's a Spanish production, um, it's completely wordless, um, or, or without dialogue, I should say. Um, and based on this graphic novel that is also without dialogue, but, um, just, a, a, you know, a film that, uh, I guess is universal, right? Um, and, uh, and you can, you know, it, it works for all ages. Um, so hopefully we see lots of people there, young and old and from all different walks of life. You know, I just, Speaking of like what the film, um, excuse me, what the festival does rather for the the Iowa City community, I, I just feel like it's good to touch on that for this because 
you know, apart from just like supporting local business and whatnot, I feel like people that are attending this festival, you're also showing a lot of these artists, regardless of if they're filmmakers or not, you're showing them direct support and you're, I'm assuming you're able to, you know, probably like buy their books and, you know, do other things like that, right? Yeah, I mean, so so Refocus Film Festival is obviously we're a film festival, but we are in collaboration with the Iowa City Book Festival, um, as well as Hancher's Infinite Dreams Festival or Infinite Dream, okay. singular, um, uh, which is, you know, focused on kind of the enduring uh, American dream. Um, and so that offers us a chance for these three festivals to share a weekend. Um, so whether it's, uh, you know, film that really gets you moving or books or music, yeah. um, you've got a festival here that kind of, uh, you can really sink your teeth into those. But then you're also welcome to kind of wander and, you know, you might come for the film festival. You might end up at a, an author's reading over at the book festival at the same time. You might go to uh, a concert, uh, at Hancher. And then the next day you might end up, uh, seeing a matinee here as part of the film festival. So it's really, I think, hopefully, especially for folks who might not live here, um, just a chance to like get a hotel room, spend, you know, 24, 48 hours here in Iowa city and really get to know the place. Um, once you park your car, you don't really have to get in it again. You know, that's one of the great things about Iowa city. You can just engage with so much art, um, in such a compact, uh, space. And, and, you know, looking at your guys's pass offerings that you have or the, the passes, I should say, I mean, I, you know, you got different packages of them. I think there's something to me kind of for every sort of festival person. I think even the, the day one was like, was it say like festival? curious kind of behind it where it's just like oh you're like kind of like interested but like you don't want to like go all in and commit um could you tell us about the prices for this thing yeah so uh you spoke to the three different festival types we've got uh an omnibus all access pass um which gets you into like that's like all you can eat basically um (laughs) however big your appetite is that you can you can engage in something throughout the festival Mm -hmm. um and so um those passes are actually already sold out this year um because we we limit them so that you know anyone with one of those passes can truly get into everything that they they want to um and then after that there's the avid pass which is uh eight films and then the debut pass which is four films and both of those all three of those pass levels include guaranteed admission on opening night because that's our big kind of community-wide celebration again it's a film that everyone should enjoy um and then a party afterwards so uh, once you get you know you get your opening night ticket and then you can choose however many more um tickets that your pass allows so yeah if uh if you're just fest curious and um maybe you've never even seen four movies in one day before or in one weekend before um give it a try um because i think you really do uh come to have a different relationship with with film and with your fellow moviegoers when you spend that sort of time um together uh so i think you know it's something that that is well worth experiencing it's a different sort of experience than just going to a a friday night film but speaking of experiences what are you hoping for people to walk away with from this first year and then i would also add on to this what would you or where would you like to see refocus head in the future it's two yes. big questions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think so. This is our this is our second year, and uh, you know, I think we're still educating people about what 
a film festival is. Um, so well, it's I, a, hope it's an a, I was going to say, I hope in my, in, in, in my small way, I'm helping with this. Absolutely. <laughs> no, I think, you know, it's been quite a while since Iowa city has had a film festival. Um, so I think there's plenty of folks here who've, who've never been to a film festival. So really, yes, I do hope that people will, however, um, you know, bold they might be to jump in, um, whether it's four films, eight films, a whole weekend worth of films, yeah. um, <clears throat> to really come into the fest. And I would say again, you know, uh, do something that you know you'll you know pick a film that you're pretty sure you're gonna enjoy pick a film that is gonna challenge you um and then just see what happens too i think leave yourself open um to see what uh some of your other festival goers might recommend um just kind of go with the flow um but just be around um be present uh because i think you know, again, part of uh, part of a festival is the communal aspect, and Absolutely. so um, it's not just about you know watching a film and heading out to the car and, and yeah. driving home. Yeah. It's about you know staying here, having conversations. So we've got we've also got happy hours that we schedule during the festival. We try to make it easy for people to connect with their fellow festival goers. Um, so really, I just I just hope people give it a chance to. Um, to really just, uh, yeah. I think, do something new and exciting for themselves because I do think that uh, that you'll come out a different person. Well, I definitely think that film festivals are a unique kind of uh, melting pot, if you will, of a you know a lot of different artistic mediums kind of coming yep. together. But then the pe- the people as well. You meet really interesting people at film festivals, and you're not likely to meet them in any other circle that you maybe travel in. Um, but then I always try to encourage somebody that hasn't gone because you know I admit the first time I went to a film festival. This is intimidating. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm a guy that likes movies, but I'm like, I don't know, like, if I'm going to, like, really fit in with people here, if I'm going to have a, you know, going to be awkward, they're going to talk to me or not talk to me. Uh, but you're in good company. You yeah. know, everybody is kind of there for a similar reason. They, like, they get that. Um, so it's, it's, as they say, it's only weird if you make it weird. So, so don't, don't do that. Um, definitely have a good time at the festival because I'm sure, I mean, I can't wait to attend it myself. It's going to be great. Um, so, Got a couple fun questions for you here yeah. before we start winding this down, because I know your time is limited, and I do appreciate sure. what you gave me. Um, what is a film universe that you would most like to live in? Oh, a film universe. Uh, yeah. Fictional or real, you know, <laughs> any, anyone that you want. I'm going to, I'm going to actually, uh, I'm going to think about that for a second, but yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to throw, I'm going to go back to what you just said about, um, you know, meeting people at, at a film festival and, sure. uh, we, we kind of buried the lead. We forgot to talk about our biggest guest that we have this oh, year. Forgive uh, me. Who is, uh, it's a War- Warner, Werner, Werner Herzog Vert- will be Jesus, here. I can't even say uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Werner Herzog will be here as a, uh, our closing night guest. Uh, he'll receive our cinema savant award, which is an award that we've given out periodically to someone who's made an incredible lifetime impact on the world of film um so you know Werner herzog you might know him as like a german new wave cinema uh, or film director um or you might know him from his documentary films a lot of people yep. like grizzly man or encounters at the end of the world um the first movie i ever watched by him was rescued on oh yeah see there you go and yeah he's he's made an incredible he's made over 70 films um he's also written some books he's going to be here uh on a tour um bringing his autobiography he's got a new autobiography that comes out october 10th which is just two days before the festival so he's doing a five city u.s book tour uh, New York, Boston, Iowa City, LA, and San Francisco. So you know, when you throw like those, like you know, Boston, LA, and stuff like that, it, yeah. Iowa City on that list must feel pretty good. Yeah, it does feel pretty good, and we're pretty excited to have him. And uh, I think you know if. You know, just knowing what I do know about Werner Herzog, I think he's probably pretty curious to, to come to. Have you ever met him our, before? I have met. I've actually met him uh, at the uh, the uh, Hot Springs Film Festival in Hot Springs, Arkansas. Mm-hmm. 
six years ago. Um, and he's an incredibly gracious um, and kind person um, and, and incredibly fascinating. I mean, the stories he I has to tell um, are pretty amazing. Um, so we're really excited that he's going to be here our, our final night um, to share his life in cinema with us. And if I saw it too, if I'm not mistaken, tickets for that, you get a book with it, right? Or right. Yep. maybe? Yes. Yes, you do. So, um, because it's a book tour, that's part of the, that's, the, right. you know, part of how we are fortunate enough to have him here is that, uh, everybody buys a book and we get to, I mean, um, to me, that's just, that, that's just them. another cherry on top. I mean, that's a, that's a yeah, great absolutely. bonus. Absolutely. I mean, he's, there's no way he's going to be able to go through all those stories in one evening. So no. you get to take some stories home with you as well. Um, so that's a big thing. So do you think about okay. the movie universe? So a movie universe, I yeah. would like to inhabit, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to go, I was always a big, uh, you know, I grew up in the eighties. I'm a child of the eighties. So like, I love Goonies and kind of that adventure world. And I think I would like to live in Indiana Jones's world. Like if I, if I could live in one mm. universe, it's that kind of adventurous, um, you know, that, that guy who gets to travel the whole world. Uh, you know, speaking of Werner Herzog and like this, this yeah. love of adventure, um, I think I think the Indiana Jones uh, universe would be. Uh, I can see that because the, the interesting thing with that is that like you know there's a lot of historical based things that are in it, but then there's a fantastical element to it too. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think it's it's a it's a great series. We're actually going to show. Um, uh, we're showing right right now um, some the first three uh, Indiana Jones films, which I really think of as like their own trilogy. And yes. then yes, they made a few more films, but really those first three, and those are the ones that I think of when I think of. I mean, those are like the staples of the franchise. I mean, yeah. like they. Yeah. I mean, it, it's actually kind of almost weird saying it's a franchise because it was meant to end on Last Crusade, but right. right. That's a whole other thing. <laughs> Um, one more question for you, and then I'm just going to do the final recap on this so people will just get the bottom line information sure. if you took away nothing else from yeah. this episode. Um, <clears throat> what is the most unique or odd item that somebody has left behind in one of your theaters here? <laughs> um, well, it's funny. Actually, up on the shelf there, I don't uh -huh. know if you can see it, is uh, Michael Moore's uh, Aquafina, which uh, he didn't uh, he didn't drink when he was here. No. Um, we gave him a bottle of water, and he didn't even open it. So, How long uh, has that been sitting there? Uh, it's been there for, uh, well, it was, uh, I think, 2020. So uh, it's been there for a few I, years. I was thinking like maybe like you know 10 years ago or 20 or something like that. That's, that's pretty funny, though. Who, who found it? I, you know, I think it was just, you know, at the end of the show, he came, he came for a screening and, um, when he left, it was just sitting there under his, his director's chair and, uh, we put it up on the shelf and I love it and hang on to it. All right. So bottom line for this festival Thursday, October 12th through Sunday. October 15th, yep. 20 to 30 films, give or take. Yeah, it'll be it'll probably be in the low 20s. Yep. And I would I would just say as far as features go, it's beyond features. There's special experiences here. It's not just Q&As. Yeah, yeah. We'll have um, kind of a, a surprise uh, kind of uh, yeah, didn't screening. Be surprises. Well, I, uh, well, there will be. There, but yeah. They wouldn't be surprises if we shared them here. <laughs> uh, so you just have to show up to figure out what those are. Um, but yes, it's it's beyond film time. Mean, we'll have a short film package. Um, we're having, you know, conversations and happy hours and chances to mingle with your neighbors and maybe maybe some visiting artists. That's so, pretty yeah, cool. Take home a book. Any final words that you got? 
Uh, no, I mean, I'm just, you know, I'm so excited to see um, this community uh, turn out again. Um, past sales are already ahead of the, where they, you know, where they ended up last year. Um, so we know there's going to be lots of people here. And, um, you know, it's just wonderful to, to celebrate uh, cinema here in a, in a community that, uh, you know, whether it's the, they're new to cinema or whether they've been a lifelong movie fan. Um, you know, there's just so many people that are that are eager and enthusiastic uh, to come out to the movies. Well, count me as in as eager and the same with the audience here, because if they're listening to this and they're not rushing to come to <laughs> refocus, probably like I, I don't you know, what, did it, Yeah, I was going to say, you're listening to the wrong podcast if you're listening to this and not getting into the movies. But um, I, I appreciate your time, man. I, I yeah, know you got to get going and stuff like that. But this really was a treat. Really, yeah. really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me on.